Welcome to Conversations with Uncle Charles. Uh, we have a chat with personalities who are making an impact in their communities or within the community. Uh, we convince them to open a window into their lives um, so we can find out a bit more about them, their successes, their trials, experiences, so that we might learn from them. Or you can just listen to the show, just have a great time, stay with us. And um, thank you very much once more for tuning in. On today's conversations with Uncle Charles, we have Mr. Samuel Nwachuku, aka Cold Out Music. Did I get the name right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was, that was uh, good, 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 good. You know, I had to do like special training to try and get your name right. But so your name's not, it's not that difficult, is it? Because <laughs> no, what I find is people sometimes get my name wrong. Have you? Has anyone ever called you something? I mean, when you were in school, did anyone call you something different that you thought, please, that's not my name? <laughs> um, obviously, with my last name, it's like it's it's quite hard to get. But with people calling me Sammy, it's something that I really detest. Oh, you don't like Sammy? Yeah. Oh man, I get, really guess what? That's like guess it. what? That's how I'm going to call you for the rest of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> so who normally yeah, calls man. you Sammy your friends or your uncle sounds like something that uncle then yeah, uncles yeah, and aunties yeah. would say so, Sammy I had, I had this one uncle when I was growing up in Kaduna and he used to call me Sammy all the time and uh, out of respect you just let it slide but if there's somebody that doesn't really know me I would just let it go but if the moment we establish some connection and keep doing it, I'll, I'll have to say at one point, hey, this is not, this is not life. <laughs> so <laughs> this is a, it should not happen. Not Sammy. Uh, nah. Listen, you just mentioned something about Kaduna. Tell us about Kaduna. What is it with you and Kaduna? So that's where I was born. That's where I grew up. I think my first eight years of life was spent in Kaduna, Nigeria, which is, for people who don't know, that's like a, the northern part of Nigeria and it was very very sort of how do I put it it was it was a big thing for us being a, a very known Christian household in a very you know Muslim area and it was quite tough you know I always share about the ongoing Sharia wars that took place and you know you know, our family being targeted and all that stuff. And it was just crazy because from a very, very young age, I kind of saw firsthand that being a Christian could potentially cost you your life in some areas in the world. Um, I feel like we're in a very, now living in the UK, where there's a lot of freedom of religion, freedom to do whatever I want to do. Sometimes we almost lose touch sometimes of the fact that there's people right now on the planet who are being killed because they believe in Jesus Christ. So growing up from the first eight years of my life, I was able to see that firsthand. And it made, I think it had an impact on me to really take this seriously. And it put a little mark in my, in my memory, in my heart that this religion is worth dying for. So, you know? So, wow, yeah. wow. so how, how did you and your parents end up in Kaduna then? Cause obviously, I mean, well, looking at your surname is not from up north it should be something from no. somewhere else um this, so yeah to, how did you end up in kaduna <laughs> to be honest with you i was just born there so i think my, my parents my mom um was working there when she met my father 
So my father was doing odd businesses, you know, here and there. And then Kaduna was the place where, you know, things started to pick up from what I remember. And yeah, that's that's how I was born. And I just I just grew up there. So all my life, all I knew was Kaduna, Nigeria um, for the first eight years, especially. So do, do you speak Hausa? Because I know in, in the northern part of Nigeria <laughs> is uh, Sanuka, Sanuka Day, yeah. that kind of stuff, isn't it? Uh, man, that that one just went over my head. I don't even. I'm so bad with languages. Like you know, Hausa, Ebo is the one I'm trying to learn. Um, but yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm I don't. All right, let me teach you some Hausa. Sanukade means how are you? Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. So let's let's move on. Don't ask me anymore, because uh, that's 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 as far <laughs> as my Hausa goes. But then moving on from Kaduna, then you you end yeah. up here in the UK. How did that happen? How did that transition? Um, happen. Yeah, so so from Kaduna we moved to Abuja, which is like the capital. Um, and I was there for four years. Um, it was just one random. I loved it. I actually loved it. Abuja was a very very, uh, again, a formative part. Yeah, of my I was life gonna say your formative years was mainly in Nigeria then, because eight plus four—that's twelve yeah. years. That's yeah, twelve years. I was I was well into the idea of who I wanted to be by the time I came to the United Kingdom. Uh, my mom was very blessed. Um, she was able to get an amazing job over here. And that's how the move happened. It was just just like that. Um, and then moving over to the UK, it was tough. You know, um, sometimes, I, 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 how do I put it? I realized that no matter how well you've done, sometimes life requires you to start all over again. And and I saw my parents, you know, start again and just seeing that sheer hard work, um, just seeing them just work their socks off every single day just so we can have, you know, a meal on the table. And then to a point where God just massively blessed them, you know, again, it, it was so beautiful to see the transition. And then that just put a marker in my head again to say, look, sometimes life is not going to go the way you you planned it, but in every situation, you have to adapt. You have to be thankful, and you have to be hopeful that you know your script isn't over yet. You know, because some people could just come to a new place, to a new city. Everything seems to be going against them, and they just throw the towel in. You know, it's my parents are a physical example of keeping faith. A physical example, of, you know, God's not done with you yet. Basically, so yeah, just to see them go through these phases of life. And come out on top every time with Jesus is just beautiful. Wow! I mean, if you if you've just tuned, you know, if you're listening to the show, um, it's myself and Charles talking to Cold Out Music, uh, who's sharing with us, um, you know, um, sort of stages in his life from Kaduna to Abuja and then to the UK, and um, he's talking about some of the experiences that his parents had to go through as a family, what they had to go through. You mentioned something about difficulties that you had to go through. Do you want to share some, um, some of those difficulties with us, if you don't mind, because there might be somebody listening in today who's probably going through, you know, a testimony that you might share with us. Do you want to share anything with us? Yeah, I mean, of course. I, I mean, moving from Nigeria to the UK alone isn't something that is, you know, snap of the fingers it was a real transition in terms of my my mom having to adjust at her workplace you know my mom having to adjust to the culture us having to adjust and probably the the weather as well (laughs) (laughs) oh boy that that one that one shocked me for real for real 
Um, and obviously, you, you would know, like, it's quite difficult for a single person to move to a different yeah. country and yeah. adapt. To think of traveling all together at once with three children to a new place where all of you have to settle in and life has to go on. I mean, there were some nights where I remember I'll come back from school, my sister will come back from school, you know, with our younger brother as well. And we'll just be thinking, oh my goodness, that that was so, just 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 being the outcast at school, just being the one who nobody what it really wanted to work with or sit with because they thought I was weird or because they thought I had a weird accent and hearing my mum come back from school. And some nights were just difficult. Some nights where, you know, like I mentioned, having to start oh. all over again. To be honest, there were some nights where we just didn't have enough. You know, there were some nights where it was just like, how are we going to get by? However, it was just, this is how I feel. Some Sometimes I don't understand how, some people who don't know Jesus kind of have that extra strength to carry on because I, I, I can't even stress this enough. There was moments where I thought as a young kid, oh my gosh, my parents are just about to just throw it in. But it's Jesus is that extra. Trust me, like Jesus is the one who, when you feel like your batteries are all run out, he gives you that hope. And without God, without Christ, um, honestly, I don't even know where we would be like right now and to see my parents and where they have where how, how they've just turned everything around just by keeping the faith and this is what I have to say to anyone out there who's going through a very tough time now it might just sound even frustrating you hearing me say that Jesus is that extra and Jesus is still going to turn it around for you it might sound a bit ridiculous but this is where the faith needs to rise and just remembering what scripture says and just knowing that your script isn't done like this isn't it you know, this is not how your life will end. And just having that faith to go on again and wake up tomorrow knowing, you know what, Jesus has a plan for me. And I'm just going to believe that over the difficulty. So basically what you're saying is it's not over until it's over. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this is where we take a quick music break. So call that music. Please introduce one of your songs to us. Whatever song you want us to play, tell us. <laughs> Sure. Um, just rolling off what we just said, I'll go with God, God like, like you, you, just to remind us that there is no There's God, no like, God you. like you. Well, this is called out music. God like you. You know what's best for me. Oh, you know my every need, my Father. You know my heart And you know it all I'll never find another God I could go east, I could go west But I know I'll never find a God like you I can turn right, I can turn left But I know I'll never find a God like you If there's anything you want me to do you know I'll do it all for you Cause I could go east, I could go west But I know I'll never find a God like you What a night, what a night when I found you What a life that I have in you I never thought that right now I'll be smiling And it's all because of you Lord you came and you took away All the hurts of yesterday 
Cause I'll never find a God like you Oh, I could go east, I could go west But I know I'll never find a God Whoa. like you I can turn right, I can turn left But I know I'll never, never find a God like you If there's anything you want me to do You know I'll do it all for you I could go east, I could go west But I know I'll never find a God like you I'll never find a God like never you. Find a God like never you. find a God like never you. Never find a God like I'll you. Never find a God like you. Never find a God like you. Like you. Oh, I'll never find a God like you. Never find a God like you. No, 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 no. Never find a God like you. Never find a God like you. Never find a God like you. Like you. Like you. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to Conversations with Uncle Charles. And on the show with me today is Called Out Music, aka Mr. Samuel Nwachuku. What was the last time somebody actually called you Samuel? Ah, uh, I think at this point, the only people who call me Sam are my parents. Really? <laughs> yeah, Not yeah, even yeah, your friends? Ah, uh, um, I mean, my friends, they don't really call my name, but they just say, yo, yo bro, what's going on? Rather than call you, <laughs> rather than call you Sammy. <laughs> you know? Ah, you know. So um, earlier on, before the music break, you were, you, you know, you were telling us about, you know, how sometimes, you know, you feel like, giving up but you still have to keep going your mm-hmm. parents you know your mom kept going the difficulties that you went through tell us about starting school what was that like for you as a young person who's come over from africa um we've we've had yeah. stories i mean i i never experienced something like that because when i came to this country i was a grown man already well not like grown grown mm. grown but you know i didn't have those experiences in secondary school what was it like for you um, yeah, like I said, it was tough. I think especially the first the first sort of six to eight months. Um it was just understanding that the whole culture, that was a big thing for me. Because educationally, thankfully, the school we went to in Nigeria was quite quite a decent school. So a lot of the things that I was being taught as a year nine student was like, okay, I I, I already know a lot of this stuff. But it was just fitting and finding friendships that that people who actually liked me for who I was. Um, that was quite tough. You know, being a Christian kid as well, coming into a school where almost everyone is a believer, you know, and in order to make friends in the first place, you need to do what they do. And for me, I didn't want to do what they do because what they did didn't glorify Christ. You know, it was it was a very tough moment. And at certain times, I would find myself just maybe lying to my parents and say, hey, mom, I need to just pop to the shop real quick. But, you know, go go in to join my friends to do what they no, were No, you didn't. Wasn't really- no. <laughs> nah. Let's, let's be real. Let's yeah, be real. Let's be real. Um, and this was the, this was a formative um, part of coming to the UK. So I wanted to make friends. I wanted to be social. I wanted people to like me. But then again, I, it came to, I think, around GCSE's time, I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, um, friendships, especially in settings like this, will come and go. And I was grateful to have that understanding at that point 
to know that you're you're a Christian first before you're anything else. Um, yeah, it was it it wasn't it wasn't even pleasant, Charles. Like I, it was one of those things where you think back now, and I was like, why on earth did I did I get involved in this rubbish? Like things that didn't didn't even you know make sense, but. Yeah, so on on the social front, it was quite tough. But something that always made me stand out was the fact that I was musical. So even at school, um, one area that I did excel very, very well and something that did draw some people to me was the fact that I had an ability to create music. And that was considered quite cool. You know, back in school, if you're not the sporty kid or the funny guy or the music guy, then people don't really know who you are. So I think in one of my year 11 uh, we had these book things that people had to sign because you were leaving um one of the teachers was just saying oh I never really spoke to you but I always knew you as the music guy and for me that was like quite cool because at least you were known for something that part I was exactly that part of my life stood out so much that people didn't even need to know who I was to know that I was good at music so yeah that was something that kind of made sense for me growing up. And would you say that kind of really sort of drove the point home for you that maybe this is the direction that I'm supposed to go or would want to go down this direction? Because if somebody's recognised me for this, then probably I need to sit up and recognise that in myself as well. Um, To be honest, not at that point. I think the the point where I started, because I've known my manager now since I've been in the UK, so we we've been having conversations about making music what I'm what twenty five now for about twelve plus years. Um, even at school where people would recognize me for a certain talent, it was like, Yeah, I know I'm good at this, but is this realistic? You know, I didn't I didn't have the I couldn't dream of it back then because you need before you can do something, you almost have to envision it. And I couldn't see myself doing it. I just didn't know if there was a way to do it. I didn't know how the the it would happen. Um, it was till I left year 11 and I went to college that it started becoming something. And it was just because taking some music modules at school, I realized that it was becoming effortless. Um, it was just becoming something that I wasn't even conscious about anymore. Music started just to flow out of me. And this is something I always thank Chibuzo, who's my manager for, is he always pushed me to not neglect that musical side because in college I was studying politics, English language, well on my way to doing something in law and finance, like a combined degree. Um, He always encouraged me to just keep those creative juices flowing. Um, And yeah, I'm, I'm glad I had this extra module in music, which my music teacher, his name was Simon, he kept just saying, dude, you've got something here man like don't don't just let this go to waste because they would give us assignments which would take people like three four weeks and i'll have it done in like four days literally because it was so easy for me um so i think at that point i started to think about ways that i could really do this and that's when conversations with um chibuzo who wasn't my manager then but we started talking about how we can actually make this become a career so let's go back because, I mean, the name Called Out Music actually came to the fore. Well, at least to my um, sort of realisation, uh, your name actually came yeah. out, it was probably about four years ago. Would that be right? 
Yeah, uh, yeah, 2016 20, April. That's 2016 April. And I mean, you know, just sitting yeah. back and thinking of what you've done over the f- last four years has been phenomenal. How has that journey been for you as an artist? It's been fun, man. <laughs> it's been It's been very exciting to see how the world almost has taken to it um, from something that's just happened. I remember I started in my university room <laughs> Um, sort of just creating music. And when Cold Out started to pick up pace, I started studying about just developing myself as an artist and not just being, as people call them, there's, you know, bedroom artists, which is not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I wanted to be the full package. So it, I know I'm doing this for Christ, yes. But the time I started creating music as Cold Out Music, I was not a... I wasn't good on stage, you know, I couldn't really hold a lot of notes together. As I always talk about the fact that I properly started singing in 2015 and that was because Chibuzo said I should, you know, so it wasn't even something that I decided to do and say, oh, I've got a good voice, I'm going to sing. I was always producing music. So to make the transition from a producer first to now becoming a singer and then to becoming a confident singer to be able to go around and travel around the world and minister is it was a huge step. And I had to really take it as seriously as, as if my life depended on it. You know, I was in uni studying. I remember after classes, I'll come home, I'll work on my guitar playing, work on playing the keys better, work on singing and playing at the same time. So these are little things um, that helped me. And I started, I remember 2016 to 2017, I did so many live concerts and worship nights. I think I was doing that at a point three every weekend. I'm talking Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, and traveling back to Kent, Canterbury uh, for university on Monday. Like I was just everywhere. And I, would, I just wanted to immerse myself into it to really, if I'm going to do this music thing, let me do it with my full chest. Let me go in and be the best I can be so that I can give God the best I possibly can give him. You know, I'm not, I wasn't content with just producing. No, I wanted to sing. I wasn't content with just singing. I wanted to sing very, very well. I know it's a heart thing. Yes, what we do is about our heart posture and how we are, you know, inside. But at the same time, I want to be good at this, you know, like I, I don't know how to explain this. And I feel like the fact that I'm not a naturally born gifted singer made me really work twice or even three times as hard to make sure I have what I need to make sure I've got the sound that I want, you know? So all these things make me kind of overdo it. I'm not a naturally born songwriter, so I had to do it twice as hard. I remember I would write five, six songs per week and I'll just voice note them to Uncle C way before Cold Out started. And it was just, I want to be good at this. And even right now, I still practice keys. I still play the, uh, practice my production because I'm doing this for Jesus Christ and he deserves my best. So if I feel like I'm not at my best, I will work as hard as I need to work to make sure the quality of the song is as good as it possibly can be. So the journey from Cold Out starting in 2016 on a personal note has been very, very tough because I've really tried to push myself both spiritually um, physically as well to be in a good health condition so I can be able to travel and also in terms of the actual craft of music making, how can I be a, a good music producer, a good singer-songwriter, 
and so I can give God the best. So it is really stretched to me, but I can't say I haven't enjoyed it because I really uh, it's, it's very interesting you should say that because, um, you know, having had conversations with um, people um, in the industry, one of the things, and these are sometimes people who are not actually part of the gospel industry for the lack of a better phrase. Um, the impression yeah. is that people who do gospel are quite uh, can mm. be quite mediocre with doing things. But here you wow. are uh, telling me about how you wanted to be your best. Um, so say, for instance, mm-hmm. if, if I was if I was a young person, been following called out music mm-hmm. for the last few years, I love what he's doing. Uh, I, I want to be the next called out music or be a called out music. What would you tell me to do to be able to sort of, because as you're saying, the journey is not that easy. How yeah. would you want me to prepare myself? Like, I think it goes without saying the, the best preparation will be the spiritual journey in terms of getting your mind right and really deciding between yourself and God if this was something you legit wanted to do. Like, just get that out of the way. Um, and then moving on from that, when you've got that confirmation, I would say just learn to be as independent as possible. That's like the biggest thing for me. Learn to do everything by yourself. I know it stretches you. It will cost you a lot of money initially, but you'll be saving so much like in return. So what I mean by that is getting your own equipment, like learn to produce your own music, learn to write your own songs, learn to sing better if you can. Make sure that you're such a full package that you are you are your selling point kind of thing. You don't need anyone else to create the music for you i'm not saying collaboration is bad collaboration is amazing but i mean in this day and age where it costs so much money to put a song together if you can be super efficient with it yourself you realize that you make so many um larger strides very very quickly so what i mean by that is say for example you're recording an album where you would have employed maybe five or six songwriters to write a song for you you won't actually get the main juice of what it takes to write a song if you didn't do it yourself. Or where would you, you would have employed like six or seven music producers if you did it yourself? Yes, you'd make mistakes. Yes, it won't be perfect for the first time. I remember my first song working on me that I produced myself, I cringe hard when I listen to that song. Now you, that, that, you, I tell you what. That is the song that actually drew me to cold out music. It's such a great song. Seriously, no, because the thing is, you 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 created that song, and you're thinking mm, maybe I would have liked it to be like. But the finished product is not what you think. I don't I don't know if it, I'm making sense here. Oh because that, that's the thing. I mean, <laughs> creatives always are their own <laughs> most criticizing critics if i could if i can call it that way Uh, because i I think you know it 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 is a good song but obviously you knew what you wanted to do so what did you think was wrong with that song obviously i'm not telling you to ravish the song or anything like that but what would you have liked to do with that song it just oh i don't know if it's just a product of what i know now is just haunting me like dude you could have added a compression Uh here you could have EQ that kick a bit more. It just sounds a bit messy. So if you compare Working On Me, for example, to my newest single, Warm Embrace, already on the production value, you will notice the difference. Now, the thing is, 
it's not it's not, like, obviously it's not just about the music because the spirit of the song also carries working on me as well as warm embrace so i'm grateful to god for that but this is the point i'm trying to make about me always wanting to be better because as a producer back in 2016 i could have said okay i can make a i can make a beat i can make look look at working on me i've done that you know so it's it's good enough you know and i feel like we need to get a lot of Christian artists from the I'm good enough mentality to be to the I want to be the best I can be just because it's good enough doesn't mean you should stay there you know? um, so so for me now with the new album that's dropping as well the production value on that is just a lot better not just because I know a lot more now but because I have tried and tried and failed and tried and failed and tried many other sounds to now come to a place where I now know what really, really works for Cold Out and for the sound that I'm going for. And now I'm well-versed on different sounds. So with Working On Me, it was a, it's a great song and we still sing it when we go on tour. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I, I'm glad I, I started with what I had, you know? I'm glad that isn't, you know, also that's a, the flip side of it because some people would now say, oh, let me just wait till I'm, I'm there before I get going, you know? Like just start with what you have. And as long as God is in it, it would be edifying, man, to be honest. Most definitely. As long as God is in it, it will be edifying. Let's go for another music break. When we come back, we have more to talk about. Just forsaken, yeah, yeah. People come and go. One thing that I know is that I've never seen a promise you broken. You've got the whole world in your hands. You're always watching over me. I give you my whole world. I give you my soul. Your presence is the place to be. Yeah, I'm singing, even if it was my last breath, I will give you glory, I will give you glory, I'll walk with you until my last breath, I will give you glory, I will give you glory, glory. I see your goodness and your mercy, you've given me much more than I could ever dream.
So that was Last Breath by Called Out Music and I did say we were going to go for um, a quick break and then we'll have the second part of the conversation but you know what, come back again next week because we'll have the rest of the conversation with Called Out Music and I hope um, you were blessed by the conversation. We have some more to talk about um, if you've just joined us. Well, uh, Called Out has been sharing with us uh, his journey from Kaduna to London his experiences in school, his, uh, music, and everything else. So next week, come back again. We'll have some more for you. This has been Uncle Charles, and thank you very much for tuning in uh, to Conversations with Uncle Charles, and I will see you again next week. God bless. Come, 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 come